All right. Welcome back to the soccer universe. It's good to see both of you again. A lot to talk about this week. <laughs> sorry for sorry for the grin and the what is that thing called? He he he. It's it's been a delighting week. I mean, I expected worse because you know United against small teams when we're supposed to show up, we don't. Um, yes, I call Leeds a small teams. Small team <laughs> in your face. <laughs> but. Um, I mean, it's six two scoring six goals for the first time since two thousand eleven, which was the uh, Arsenal eight two game. So that's this is the first time since then he scored six goals in the Premier League. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy. So I guess yeah. Sorry, continue. No, no, I'm pretty happy too. Just just (laughs) putting it out there. Yeah, I can imagine both of you are just like. You know, very delighted. You got a good uh, Premier League result this week. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like uh, not feel extremely happy because I don't want to make you feel bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> In an alternate reality, we also scored six goals. Like, <laughs> no, no, you know, I put the eight two in there just to pile up on your misery. I'm gonna say one thing though see- to Archit. I feel like you kind of reap what you sow because you were cheering for Liverpool midweek when they beat Spurs. <laughs> so I, you kind of reap what you sow there. So just say. Okay, yeah. So the Liverpool karma came back to bite me through Everton. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, wait, wait, I don't know. The, so I was saying it's Arsenal. I was, I was saying it would have been so good if Liverpool had won the game. So he lost the game because then United would have been just two points off Liverpool with a game in hand. Right now, we have five points with the game in hand. So, it would have been crazy if yeah. they lost. Could you imagine if United was top of the league by New Year? <laughs> that would have been <laughs> absurd. <laughs> After all the stuff we've... It's the last thing you have to predict. It just doesn't make sense. This this year doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, just yeah. guys, you guys would have like criticized United into contention. <laughs> yeah. Like, how? Just through your anger, just spoken into existence. Yeah, and then like I, I honestly think Arsenal, no offense, might just suffer relegation battle. Like I don't think you will get relegated, but there'll be like a small period of time where you all will have the fear of relegation. You're saying like there will be a small period of time where we fear that. It's already very close to that period of time. <laughs> it already seems like it. Like yes, I I know deep down Arsenal won't finish like 18th. But I don't really know that. Like, there's no stats or any, like, you know, previous results or anything to actually indicate to me that that's the case. Like, that's only just pure, like, just hope. That's the only only reason I believe that. What's the next step, you think, now? Does the board just straight up back Arteta and then he's forced to play Utsil or someone like that to fix the team? Or do you sack him now? Well, I don't think... Okay. I've, I realize I've been very anti-Arteta, at least, uh, very, at least from last week, but I don't know. I think sacking him just, if you sack a manager mid-season, well, you're only asking for more chaos, less cohesiveness from the team. Yeah. I don't see, like, you know, if our midfield can't put together, like, a straight pass towards the bombing now, that's not going to improve with a new, a new manager who has no experience with us. That's not going to change anything. So, I'm not, it's hard to, like, be back or sack. I think, I think back him for now. Give him the January window and the. Actually, here's how things should ideally play out. I don't think this is how it will play out. The board should fund him over January. Give him actual, like, here, hey, here's 
here's a blank check. Sign enough, create, sign as many creative midfielders as you want. Stop playing Willian as a number ten, right? <laughs> let let him make those decisions over the January window. If by the end of the season there's no visible improvement, or not by the end, that's too long. I think it's too long of a leash. I think from January onward, that's when the that's when there should be kind of a short leash of like, okay, now that you have funding, you have like, you have we've given you some like actual quality like backing. You've been able to make some signings. Now slowly like pick this back up, and if you don't, then sack from there. Mm-hmm. It should be like a you know you're you're on the hot seat basis after January. So let me give you a, that makes sense. a scenario right now. Let's say January goes by, Arsenal bring in. I don't know, Awar, the guy you wanted in the summer, right? But yeah. there's no improvement to the team. Arteta ends up sac- sacked. Who's the ideal replacement for you? Okay, ideal replacement? It's really tough because I don't like the manager market. I actually, and I resent saying this, there's, there's one very high-quality manager available, and I can't deny what he's done for his previous club. I can't deny the quality work he's done as a manager. I don't even want to say it, though, because I don't, I don't think Pochettino... <laughs> I, I don't think he would save us from being a relegation bat. That's the reason he was sacked in the first place. True. They sacked him and then moved to Mourinho because they realized a 14th place with Pochettino is so dangerous, whereas 14th place with Mourinho, Mourinho 100% will not finish there. No. Like, they, there's a very specific reason why Tottenham hired him. And so... I, if honestly, I wouldn't mind signing Pochettino in the summer, and he needs time to like make adjustments. But I wouldn't hate that. He would never come to us though. And then, okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Aside from that, I would say, I mean, you know, if I had to actually predict a manager, I would be surprised if Sam Allardyce came into the league or came back to us at some point or came to us at some point. Oof. But um, no, that's a joke. But I think I wouldn't mind Chris Wilder from Sheffield. I really don't hate that idea. Okay. We, we're discussing this like before we started, but yeah. I don't mind it. I think he Sheffield aren't very good this year, but I think but nor is Mikel Arteta. So I I think he's over. I think he overachieved for a while with with Sheffield with a very limited squad. I think his team right now suffers a lot of the same things we do. Where for them, like you have Oliver McBurney in front of like goal. You know, there's very there's very few options at Sheffield United. So I wouldn't mind approaching him either. I was trying to bait you into saying Chris Wilder, just because I feel like, for one, it would show just how low Arsenal have fallen. If you hire the guy who's the manager of Sheffield to be your next manager and hope he's the, he's gonna bring the better times. But also, the guy has two points in the league this year. If he's a good manager, you manage at least ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I agree with that. But then a lot of the other options are other other managers who famously have underachieved or had some other kind of issues, if that makes sense. Allegri, you want to sign him? What's he going to do for Arsenal? He's right. extremely defensive. He's not going to get anything out of us. Juventus fired him for a very similar reason, just not getting farther far enough with them. Maurizio Sarri is available, as far as I know. Ooh. That's not going to help or change anything. I think it bring in more chaos. <laughs> I don't like any of the... I actually... It was pretty Bring in Higuain as your main striker, then you'll get a replacement. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind Higuain as a striker for us, but I just think I don't think what we need is I don't think we need strikers. But I wouldn't even mind it being at Arsenal. Like, it wouldn't bother me at all. I yeah, think Sadi, it may be two years would be a great shout after the team is completely back together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Because yeah. he plays the kind of beautiful football that we expect from Arsenal teams. Yes. Yeah, but it's, Yildirim, it's tough to achieve that, though. I think that's not, it's not like easy to say, oh, sorry, we'll just come and he'll provide beautiful football. I think there's so many caveats along the way in terms of achieving that. No, true. I think Tottenham was a very, like, I think that situation lined up a lot better, if that makes sense. Sure. But, like, at Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea didn't like the style of football he wanted to implement, right? Chelsea wanted a true yes. born and bred Chelsea man, and they got that with Frank Lampard. But I feel like if Sadi had come to Arsenal right after Wenger left, he would have continued the same lineage of football. You know what I'm saying? Might not have worked because the team wasn't there anymore, but it was. It's the same. It's the same style of football. I actually think, looking back on it, this is a hindsight thing. This can't be. Nothing can be done about this now. I think when Arsene was Arsene Wenger was sacked, I think. I think Mikel Arteta should have brought, been brought on to Arsenal mm. in a transitional role, sort of, like as an assistant while Wenger was still there. And then they slowly integrated it towards him. Because I think that would have been a lot, lot more of a smooth transition of power rather than going from Wenger, who lets his players play like their style of football. He lets the talent just like speak for itself and like, you know, free flowing game. And then you move straight to Unai Emery, which kind of really like. I don't know how to put. The, I don't know what the word is, but it really just kind of like skids the wheels yeah. when you're trying to make a transition. He's very like defensive. He doesn't like get along with players that don't really fit his like style. I think that was a real problem. I think making that transition, also giving it Emery zero backing as a board. I don't know. I think manager aside, I don't think these problems will change. I don't think it'll stop us from losing two one Everton. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move to the other side of Liverpool then. I, I want to say something though. Oh, go ahead. I, just, go ahead. I feel like I feel like um, Fran, you said that like the level to which Arsenal have fallen, that Chris Wilder could be a potential uh, candidate for their manager position. But I feel like Arsenal has lost their ability to even attract top quality manage- managers. Hmm. So like like why would Allegri even join Arsenal now? It, and it's not like the board is going to give Allegri like a lot of money that will make sure he comes to them. You know. I, I I like the the kind of managers that I can associate with Arsenal type football. You know those those clips that we watch on YouTube uh, with Santi Pazola and Ozil doing like crazy stuff. Um, I can think of like who's the Atlanta manager Gasparini. He um, he could potentially inst- bring back that beautiful attacking football philosophy. Um, but why would Gasparini leave an Atlanta which is performing so well and come to Arsenal? Right. Yeah, that's my issue. I don't think there's when we're trying to track managers. I don't think there's anything available for us. Even like I named some like veteran managers who are like in need of a job. I don't see why any of these guys want to taint their legacy and hurt their reputation or and resume right now and manage this like kind of a sinking ship Arsenal team. Exactly. I, I think their their bets are better off just like you know wait till the summer, like find an open spot then for a more stable club. Hmm. You know, I don't think there's no one gains anything by managing managing this version of Arsenal. Yeah, and I feel like Arsenal's only hope is someone like Mikel Arteta because he's an ex-Arsenal player and he doesn't care about his CV or reputation. He cares about Arsenal. And they need a player manager like that, you know? Yeah, I don't mind Arteta, like, off the surface. I just think we need to... He need, there needs to be a little bit more pressure on him to perform, like, right now. 100%. Like, there's no... He doesn't. He's, he has, like, 100% job security. Mm. That's what yeah. it was right after PSG, right? The last season PSG. Last, last season PSG. Like, for he was, like, what, 11 games away. 11 away games, he didn't win a single one of them. Like, but he had 100% job security. So, there was no pressure on him to perform that time. But I think that's very... It's very important. 
the manager needs no, to I, I agree. And I trust in the project that Arteta is trying to build. I just think, like, you know, to do that, the board needs to give him some, like, OR and party, both in one summer, would have changed the midfield. And I don't think we'd be having these problems. Mm. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, this has become, like, an Arsenal and Man U, like, just, you know, anger, like, venting podcast. <laughs> so I feel like let's speak about Spurs though um, like Spurs for like uh, I don't know a minute or in the title race uh, <laughs> three weeks but three no, weeks. I, still, I still feel like they might just be I, I genuinely because I feel like the in level of inconsistency every team has shown so far other than Liverpool for some reason it's it's surprising it's not surprising I feel like it's just the kind of Premier League football I haven't seen because I just joined when I don't know, the last, like, the Leicester season is when I actually watched it and that was the only mad season I've ever seen because since then it was just, oh yeah, obvious. So, I still think Spurs are not out of it, but I think, like, anyone in the top eight could <laughs> potentially win the league if they pull through, you know? Yeah. Um, but Spurs has lost against Everton, right? They lost against Everton, right? Did it, uh, this, no, no, Leicester. 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 Yeah, yeah. Brendan Dodgers registered his first win against Jose Mourinho in his career. Mm-hmm. And um, and lost against Liverpool. And in both the games, Mourinho said that his team was the better team, despite losing. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think Spurs is still in it? Or do you think it's just a I know, couple of games? Blip, or do you think without Kane and Son doing something brilliant, this team is useless? Well, I think on the Mourinho thing... I just think Jose Mourinho just says things in press conferences just to say them and just get people like, I mean, I know this. I know why I'm saying it like I think. I know he does this. Just to piss people off. In the Liverpool game, I think you guys already discussed this, but I think we might have already discussed this, but Tottenham was not the better team. They just weren't. Like, statistically, they were not the better team. I, I wouldn't say they were. Maybe their chances were a little more solid than Liverpool's, but I don't think they're, like, functionally the better team during that game. I feel like... And I think it's kind of... I think yeah. it was anyone's game. I think it was anyone's game. I think it's also hypocritical for uh, Jose to say these things, you know? Usually he's a kind of results-oriented manager. His his mindset, at least in the past, you wouldn't assume that his mindset is, oh, it's, you know, who has more possession, who's stringing together more passes. Jose's a results-first manager, and he'll play any kind of football in order to get a result. So mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's very hypocritical for him to be like, oh, we're the better team here. Well, I think he's trying to lit, light a fire under his players, right? To get them to perform better. Because, in my opinion, they lost the Liverpool game themselves. They had the better chances, the more clear-cut chances, and then they didn't defend well a corner and lost the game, right? Yeah, yeah I get that, yeah. And on the, on the Leicester game, they made two mistakes and they lost the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a game, so I yeah. didn't comment on that. So I think, I don't know, I'm not sure if they were the better team against Leicester, but against Liverpool, I think what stood out is that they made Liverpool play their game. They didn't allow Liverpool yeah. to play the free-flowing, gig-and-pressing style of football, right? They were mm-hmm. in their face for the second half. And I thought Mourinho was actually really positive in the sense of, like, attacking football mentality in the second half. Um, but I get what you're saying, though. I, it's a little hypocritical to be out saying that they're the better team when they're, they just are losing. Well, yeah, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's you know, I think it's fine for him to want to, like, motivate his players after a game. I just think that Jose being the manager he, he is, and just like based off his career, I think that's a hypocritical thing to say. Yeah. Just like from his perspective. Well, I, but I feel like, I think I said this earlier in one of our earlier rounds where you're predicting like 
the final top four when it was like crazy and Everton and Southampton were top of the table. Mm-hmm. At that time, I said Liverpool was going to win the league, and I still think so. Unfortunately, how however much I don't know the English, it sucks. Well, basically, <laughs> uh, and I think I'm going to stick with that because I feel like I can't see any other team like performing consistently other than Liverpool. I still think Tottenham are in it. I'm actually as much as I hate to say it, I think I'm like kind of still with Fran on this one. Although I will also point out. Liverpool have been dealing with a lot of injuries during this like span of time, and I think the fact that they've been able to get all these like like quality results and like fight through that pretty like consistently. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it it's very concerning if you look over this. If you're another contender and you look at the second half of the season, they might have all their player or a good amount of their better players back by that point. Well, this this uh, December the next uh, your the next what was it called? The week or so, it's it's going to be vital. Not week. So the next, the rest of the year, I think uh, they have like a lot of games, more, more a lot of these top teams, and I think that's going to be critical for well, all teams in the top, like in the race, right? So let's let's see what happens. I think okay, but do you think Spurs will win? Like I agree that Spurs is in the competition. Like I still think they'll continue challenging. I just don't think they have any like they have it in them to win it. You know, I think Liverpool is the only team right now that I can see that has that one, the mentality, the two, the quality, and yeah, the mentality and quality, the two things, you know, to win it. You know, I, I yeah. Looking at the rest of the table, Leicester is well. I mean, Leicester is the closest second, and they're. I don't see them finishing it like like finishing this way over the season. Yeah. I definitely don't see Man U or Everton <laughs> finishing this way over the season, and so. I don't know. Tottenham is a more consistent team than those other contenders, but I think Liverpool having won one title, I think they. they I don't know. know what what take what it takes to win. You know, the players. Yeah, know exactly. It's a it's an, an experience thing. And a, no, I agree. The mentality is really important. Also, I think the the betting favorites should probably be Liverpool. Actually. Yeah, the betting favorites. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, next, we mentioned you mentioned United. Uh, you don't see them staying. In that position, well, they hit six goals against Leeds. What, what do you have to say for that? <laughs> I just uh, before you guys get fully into it, I just think you guys are the most volatile football club that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. like this, this current form of United it makes no sense. We 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 went we went like for what seven or eight uh, Premier League home games without scoring, like only scoring one goal from open play, and. We do this today, so I, it just doesn't. It makes no sense, and and we've gone like what nine away games, no ten away games in a row uh, since last season, and we've won each and have like ten wins in a row away from home, and while we've like managed what three points at home in Premier League this season, it, it makes no sense. I think like Manu tend to they tend to overperform a little bit during these like rivalry games. Mm. Because at least I feel like I noticed that over the past few seasons with Chelsea and Man City, or not Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City. And so, Leeds is like an old enemy, so I don't know. That's true. Nah, no, don't, don't, don't say Leeds is, <laughs> don't compare Leeds with City and Liverpool, please. Well, uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not comparing them, but if you were to ask like a person from the 90s, who, like, who's a Man U fan, who their rival is, they'd probably say Leeds is like the second or third like thing. Mm, no, that's fair. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. Is, um... Yashish, do you think McTominay is ready to take over for Pogba? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> True Pogba. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest though. Pogba, like, since that Mino Rayola incident happened, Pogba has actually been playing well. Like, he's not been playing that bad. Like, I agree. He's actually been playing well. It's just, it's just such a toxic relationship now. It's like, <laughs> it, it, make, it just doesn't make sense being in it. Like, for either of the parties. It's like, you know, um, I can't say this on a podcast that we are going to launch publicly. But I'll give you all the example later after the after this podcast recording is done. You know, but it just basically it's a toxic relationship. Despite both of them having really good performances, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, and I feel like Mc, okay more than McTominay. Okay, I think McTominay had a good game today because he had so much space. Mm. He had too much space. The Leeds midfield was non-existent. Yeah, and that just gave him so much space because he wasn't playing more like he was playing more of a box to box than a, a holding, you know. And that's what people view him as a holding midfielder. And he's not Neymar, but then he's not in he's not in that great a box to box midfielder. Like he okay, he he played well today for a particular reason, and that being because it was empty, <laughs> he could just run around unmarked. So it's it's bound to happen. It was um, it was one of those rare occasions where an opposing manager tries something wild and then it just backfire backfires incredibly, right? Because I don't think Ole did anything special either. It was just that Leeds were not set up to play against United for some reason. Yeah. And one thing I want to say is that United for once started a game. Like yeah. for once they the players wanted to play in the start. It's not like, oh, we let them score a goal, maybe a couple, and then we'll have Bruno and Rashford do some magic. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Although, to well, be fair, Rashford and Martial has, have seemed to seem to have found their shooting boots again. Although, Martial keeps keep missing Martial a lot of goals. Miss, like, no. But, like, they're but playing no, they, like they, legit players now. Yeah, they, they, exactly, exactly. And, like, Martial's, like, ability on the ball is, like, being clearly seen now. That, you know, okay, Everyone like knows that he's good with the ball in his feet. You know he can dribble, he can beat people, he can hold up the ball well, he can make some good passes. Like you know the small, the trick passes that he keeps making. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wanted to become more clinical. Same. Like the number of the number of goals he can add with Bruno supplying to him currently, like it's just crazy. Like, let's. I think if Man U can maintain this like level going into their match against Leicester. I think, and then like cap off the year, they're, they're right now third of the table. And they can cap off the year in this position. I'd be really happy if I was either of you. I think that's a lot more than I would expect, at least based off the start of the season. For sure. It was our worst start of the season, like maybe ever. And then we get knocked out of the Champions League in the group stage. And now we're like third in the league with the, with the chance to go second. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, it's just... Uh, okay, now here's, here's a question though. With United, so earlier we thought that Spurs would win the Europa, right? Because, well, it's Mourinho's competition, I think. Like, mm-hmm. with the Spurs team and... Now, do you think Spurs can still win the Europa with the form that teams like Real Sociedad are in? Or with Manchester United now dropping down? Do you think they can still win the uh, Europa League? I said Champions, yeah? No, Europa League. Well, I think the Europa League at the very least is like... It's genuinely interesting. Yeah, it is. There's a, like, okay, okay, the three of us are insanely biased here. But <laughs> yeah. There's genuine, like, you know, there's genuine legit teams in the Europa League. You have, like, you have Tottenham, you have Man U, Rousseau Sedat are, like, their top of La Liga, as far as I know at the moment. Yeah, they're Leverkusen. So, there's Bayer Leverkusen. There's the 
team from France that was top of the table in the middle. Uh, Rennes, I think. So you also have, you also have like your um your small teams were kind of overachieving and like putting on good performances in the Europa League. Like I don't know Arsenal, for example. <laughs> like I don't know. I think at the very least this is like a worthwhile finish of the season for the Europa. Yeah. Well, anyway, now that we've spoken about Europa, um, I think- a single minute devoted to it. <laughs> Oh, I think Milan is a good shout to win it, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually? Yeah, I I forgot there. One of the Milan guys, uh, he scored like a goal in six seconds today. Rafaleo. Oh, Rafael Leo. I saw. He's the fastest Serie A goal ever. Exactly, exactly. Um, But anyway, the Champions League draw, there were some really juicy ties in there. Like, I think the one that stood out for me was... Barca versus PSG mm. um, and what is like the one you, you're looking forward to the most actually that one just I because say that one Barca yeah. PSG well because you we get to PSG see Neymar for play. some reason I, for some reason I'm really excited for Chelsea versus Atletico because I can't predict it like I don't know what's going to happen there mm. yeah I think that game either ends like you know each match either ends up like 1-0 for Atletico or just like 3-0 like yeah. in Chelsea's favor yeah, it just exactly, exactly. It's just gonna be a very interesting match to watch. Like, I'm that's one of the games I'm excited to watch, tactically speaking. What? And the one game I'm not gonna watch for sure is Portos to Juventus. It's gonna be <laughs> snooze fest. It's gonna be a snooze fest. I'll probably be watching that one as out of like Ronaldo bias, but yeah, it's not the it's not yeah, like it's the one, it's not the most worth going to. I think Sevilla versus Borussia Dortmund is actually gonna be interesting. You know. I think Sevilla I think might potential be, be interesting. I think Sevilla might just be Dortmund. Because Dortmund haven't been, they haven't been playing well. Without Haaland, it just doesn't seem like a threat. Yeah. Who's the so, who's the dark horse pick now? Atlanta. Still? Still. Yeah, still. Okay, 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 let me think about this. Let me think about this, though. I will say Atlanta is not far-fetched because... Real Madrid hasn't improved much in like last couple like not last like few years of knockout stages. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta is not a far fetched bet. They could be they could be Real Madrid and that could be an upset. And then going from there, I don't know. I don't see them going as far as like a dark horse, but I think it's it's a lot of possibilities for them. But then, which of these teams can go through as a dark horse? Mönchengladbach could beat City, but maybe, maybe. I don't think beating City is even the craziest thing because City's had pretty bad form in like a lot of recent knockout stages. I think that's, it's it's just more about when they play more experienced team. That's when uh, Borussia is going to struggle. You know, they play against like Bayern or Liverpool. That's yeah. when the issues are going to come. No, I, I'm just, I feel like Atlanta has the best shot at like even passing through the uh, round of sixteen. I still rate for the dark horse. Though. For dark horse, though. Oh no! Just in general, because I feel like Neymar playing against Barcelona. Is gonna lit, light a fire under him, and I just well okay. I think it has the potential to be very boring because maybe Barca just don't show up, right? Yeah. But if they keep that mentality of the what was it called the remontada, right? Maybe they come into it as a sort of small rivalry. I don't know. I'm excited for that match. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I, like, I absolutely I'm, agree. One hundred percent. Yo, I might be on campus for these games. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I might as well. I'm still like deciding my living situation. Okay, no, no, we might. 
we could just like you know I don't know watch the games together. Is it possible? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, if I'm back, I'm so down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you set that up. But um, I think uh. All right. So let's uh let's so now um Anshit, why don't you introduce our new not new like what what do you call it uh TSC our an- our our annual annual yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, our, we assume both annual segment, which is our end of the year awards. We're gonna be going through like, you know, the best, uh, I guess, you know, newcomers, most approved player, best players of the year. We're gonna go by position, by like, you know, part of the field, by like managers. This, this is just recapping the best at each, each like hypothetical spot of the year. Yeah. You know, the most notable players, managers, positional players, everything for the year. And you can expect so, some yeah. hot takes in here, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see some at least. But <laughs> do you guys want to start with the, mo- the most improved player of 2020? Yeah, I don't mind doing that. So I have a, I have a very um, weird pick. All right, so it's not like one of the big big players or anything, but it's Angelino and Angelino from Ooh, RB Leipzig. Good shot. Because he was terrible at City. Like he was terrible. Like I remember. I remember Dan James giving him a hard time. <laughs> so like, like he was terrible, and like his. I think the shift from left back to left wing back has played a big role in his improvement. Um, but it's he's a different person. Like it's not only the game against United, right? It's been this entire since the start of the season in the Champions League. He's had like what four or five goals. I'm not sure. Four goals, three four goals. Um, and since 2020, he's been good. So I genuinely think Angelino has been the most improved player. Maybe that's the only name on my mind. There might be someone who's like more improved. Uh but I I really liked like I really liked the trajectory he's taken. That's a good shout though. Yeah, I think he's, he's I think I think I think like he's become one of the best left wing backs in the world. Hmm. Like he's like, one of the top scorers for Leipzig this season. Wait, I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure. Like, I'll Google that. Yeah, why don't you all, uh, why don't you all, uh, tell me or improve? I'm not stuck on my answer because I'm still thinking. Okay, let me let me. Give I you do. Mine. I don't know. It's hard to say this for the calendar year, but I might give it to Fede Valverde, Real Madrid. Okay, fair. I think it's a little tough though because I think he emerged more late 2019. Mm-hmm. But I think compared to okay, compared to the previous season, where Real Madrid's biggest issues were. Okay, this midfielder Tony Cruz, Casemiro, and um, Luka Modric, they're for some reason struggling to like work as hard, press as much as usual, play as consistent of defense. I think Fede Valverde filled a lot of holes for Real Madrid. If you see his like average heat map per game during their like eleven game winning streak to win the to win the league title, I think it's just entirely covered by Fede. I think you know, I think he's the he sometimes will be the boat like the engine of their attack. Sometimes he'll you know pretty much cover the entire like back half of the field just on defense. So I think he's a very, like, do-it-all player for for a Madrid team that, like, needed it. And so, you know, he was kind of like a shot of energy for that team. So I think, like, to win that La Liga title, I don't think they do it without him. So I think I'd make him my most improved player. But I'm not stuck on it. I will say, though, what do you think? Um, you've been on the Valverde hype train from the beginning. So you have that to brag I about. Have. Yeah. <laughs> I've been very, like, I've been oh, very big on him. Can I just make my case? Uh... Angelino has scored the most goals in the Bundesliga for RB Leipzig and he scored the uh, most goals in the Champions League for RB Leipzig. Oof. From left back, left wing back. So okay. it's, like that's the only reason because I saw this like I saw how like, his statistics. That's the only reason that, I was just like 
That that's a like that is a correct answer in its own right. Mm. Wait, let me Angelino. let me give you my pick now. Um, this is gonna be very biased, maybe, based on <laughs> what I've been saying these past weeks. But Musa Sissoko is my pick. My pick. And I think okay. him. But here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. I would pick Ndombele over Musa Sissoko. My thing is though, Ndombele didn't really play for the the end right. of last season, right? Mourinho just had him benched. And Sissoko, you can see how like he was horrible under Pochettino at the end, and then he was yeah. the same old make mistakes all the time, Sissoko. And now he's like one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Although he did make a horrible mistake this weekend, we'll forget about that. But he's one of the best midfielders in the Prem. I think I'm you a have the, on that choice. Hmm? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I think overall Yashish is right. Angelino deserves the, the award. But I think Sissoko is a good shot. I think I think Yashish has the most like he has the most valid case out of out of the three of us. But I also will say, with Sissoko, I feel like when you say a most improved player, it's like compared to like you know, take a drastic leap from last season to this year. I think last season for Tottenham, while they're getting to that Champions League final, they're like making that run. I know he had the handball in the final, which kind of cost them. But I think leading up to that point and during that season, I don't. I think this, like Sissoko is a bright spot for them. For sure, but like, that I was like th- two years ago, though, right? Go to the final against Liverpool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so my point is, I think that season would have been one of his better ones, and I feel like it's hard to say he made like a drastic improvement from there to now. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, but like I'm I think saying, that's when he like I think that's when he emerged more for Tottenham. No, I agree. Sense. It's just that like he had he peaked that season and then he dropped off the season afterwards and now he's back in form. Okay, but I think Yashish yeah, Yashish okay, takes yeah. this one. Yes. Yeah, I'm giving it to Yashish too. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for uh, best newcomer. I already have my answer locked in. Like, I, yeah, like, I, I there's no way I'm letting anyone say anything else than what I'm going to say. Holling mm. Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone who can even... I'll give you a, 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 an answer off the left field. Is that the, the expression in English? I don't know. Out of left field. <laughs> Out of right, left what, field. What's the, what's oh, wait, wait, unless he's like a left wing or a left back, then, then you're right, technically. But. <laughs> oh, he's... Well, okay. Nominee? Let's forget about that. I'll just say the, the name. No, I was being stupid. Just ignore me, yeah. So, um, for, he plays for Ajax now. He came in this season. Anthony. He's a Brazilian winger. Oh. He was great for Sao Paulo. He got sold. Yeah. Just started playing for them. And he's amazing. And to be fair, it's the Dutch league. But he's 20 years old and he's such a good player. And he has a lot to improve. And I feel like Holland is more of a known commodity at this point. But... I mean, yes, he's the shiny name. He makes sense. All right, so let, let's just give second place to Anthony. Okay, there's yeah. no way Erling Haaland isn't moving up to someone. I think Fran is valid, though, when he says that, like, Holland, like, I don't think... Yeah, he's, he is a little bit of a known commodity. I think he's yeah, a newcomer this year, but he also... Though, right? Like, because everyone, like, didn't really... Everyone, like, even when he was at Salzburg, everyone, like, you know what, he's doing it in the Australian League. Who cares about the Austrian League? Then he came into the Bundesliga in Jan, and he still continued the form, and he's still continuing it right now, and it's crazy. It's 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 unbelievable. Like it's just mad. I don't know what to say. Like I, I'm not gonna pull up his stats because everyone knows. So like <laughs> he, he, he is the answer to this one. Yeah, he has to be the answer to this one. All right. Um, what's next? Biggest bust. 
Who's who's the biggest like transfer flop or just like the worst performing or most disappointing player of the season? I have one that I works. I exciting to think about mine too. I I have one that works more in light of the whole context than the player specifically, but I would say Minamino at Liverpool, and not that he wasn't expected to come in and be a starter. He, it's mm. not like he's playing the worst football of his life. But if you look at the whole context, right? Because Liverpool looked at Salzburg that year and they had Haaland, Shobolai, Minamino and Patsandaka and they chose to sign Minamino. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was clearly the yeah. worst option and that's what they went with. So I'd say that's a bust in the whole context of it all. I think, I think maybe not just for 2020 but for a while now. Antoine Griezmann. Ooh. I actually think this year though Griezmann's picked it up a bit mm. but isn't like when you have a valuation like when you're tagged at like 120 million he, like what he's doing what Griezmann's doing right now it's not even as close to what Diego Jota is doing at Liverpool you know true so like it's still a big bust you're saying like though to be oh, fair one plays at Barcelona yeah. in the worst Barcelona team in decades. Team and the other yeah. one plays at a very high-strung, well-oiled Liverpool. That's a good point. That's Which good makes point. the Minamino thing even worse, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't... I'm not, really, I'm not fully confident on this one. But I think Luka Jovic... Uh, but I don't think... I, don't, I think it's tough to say... came like a while ago, though. That's the thing. I think it's a little... He's also the same thing where it's a little bit more late 2019. Oh, maybe Merlin Pjanic. But I don't know if he's their worst player. No, no, no. He's not. He's been pretty decent though. Like, he's been pretty... He's been a good like player. He's not been bad. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't call him a bust. I would call the situation a bust. Oh, <laughs> wait. This doesn't have to be a player. The no. Barcelona board. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, if it doesn't have to be a player, then it's a Barca board easily. <laughs> yeah, it has to yes. be a Barca. Like, I don't care. Like, even if it's a player, we have to go to Barca board. They have been the... I don't have an adjective for this. Like, <laughs> they have been the trashiest thing that has ever happened this year. Oh, I will say for um possible oh, transfer... For a possible transfer flop, I think um Asimhan to Napoli... They signed. They signed him for what sixty three million. Yeah, and he's hasn't really made much of a dent. I mean, for the money you signed him for, I feel like yeah, sixty three million. And I think in some currencies it goes all the way to like ninety. So I think for the amount they signed him, I just think like he's done so little for them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he's was going to like seven, eight games in. I think that might be the biggest transfer flop. That's a good shot. So. I guess the most important player of the world. This actually, I'll save this one. I'll save this one for last. Who do you think is the manager of the year this year? I'm going to save the MVP for later. Who do you think was the best manager this year? I have my answer. FIFA has a different answer for me. Same. FIFA has a different answer for me. FIFA but... had a different answer for me, but I have my answer, and I'm sure you guys have probably similar one. But yeah. uh, okay, Fran, you go first this time. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give a very different answer. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. My pick is. We're for... not mad at you. Huh? No, 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 no. Uh, my uh, my pick is Fernando Diniz. He's the manager for São Paulo. São Paulo have been on this crazy run of games. We're top of the league right now, and we haven't been in like twelve years. I don't know. No, that's too much. But like, 
this just might be the year and he like fixed the whole team and this is surprising in a league that does not keep managers very long as of right now there's only two managers that were coaching their teams last year and that's Diniz and the guy for Grêmio so i would say he's he's the best, he's my manager of the year but i'm biased mm, that's okay, my so team. Fair enough. I think Shish and I are. I think Shish and I are uh, together on our answer, which is Hansi Flick. Yeah, yeah, Hansi Flick. I, I mean, he he won he won the treble. I don't know how much more you can ask for him. He won five I mean, trophies. It's like the thing is, he got hired after Bayern lost five one against I don't remember which team when Niko Kovac was there, and then just he he just came in and. He just proved that you know what, like he proved that he's a good manager more mm-hmm. than anything, right? Because he they were the same players. He just used those same players and did what he had to do. I think again, yeah, that's I think Kovac kind of almost was slowly running Bayern into the ground for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. I think Hansi Flick coming in the way he did and making such a drastic improvement and then finishing the, the most trophies out of any like top manager, I think that easily wins him. Wins him. Like I don't know how much more he can ask for. That's yeah. the that's the right answer, I feel like. But I I wanted to shout out my guy. <laughs> no, that's the goalkeeper. Right. So goalkeeper. Um, yeah. So best goalie of the year. I. Th- I think it's Manuel Neuer. Same, but it's just is there no one even close to Manuel Neuer? Oblak. I don't think nobody. I don't think it's like. I think Oblak is close. I think there's a lot of goalies who are close. I but just think like, this year. Goalkeeper of the year award. I don't. Like Allison was injured for quite a bit, and like Liverpool just won the league, which is a great achievement. Like let's not say like I'm not putting down that, but you know like because of that treble, everyone in the Bayern team just like their their rating will shoot up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, but I think that's fair. I think you know if you're the goalie of the team that won treble, I think you have the right for that to happen. Yeah, I will say an honorable mention prior to the start of the season was Debacre Trois. But I think mm-hmm. Ramos' season so far, they've, they've looked like just lost on defense. Yeah. And I, I think that's why he's not really in the running for this at all. But I think if you were just to stop it, like before the restart, like prior to this season starting, this season itself starting, I think he would have been a solid choice for it based off the way they finished La Liga. But I don't think like... So I, I think Manuel Neuer gets the goalkeeper. I think Neuer, yeah. Agreed. So for defender of the year... Who do both of you have? I, I don't have a Bayern player. I know it would be easy to have a Bayern player like Kimmich or someone, but I don't have a Bayern player. I think my answer is pretty hypocritical given what I just said like a second ago, but I, I know mine too. I know Archit's answer. <laughs> Archit is going to say Ramos. Oh yeah, Archit's going to say Ramos. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was thinking about Ramos, but for some reason, I have Marquinhos in my mind. Oh, I had that too, I, but yeah. Marquinhos? Okay. Yeah, Marquinhos. Like, I I just, in, I love the guy. I love watching him. <laughs> he's everywhere. He is everywhere. And he's not that tall, but he wins everything in the air. All right. And he was, like, if you remember the, the, the bubble in Portugal when the um, uh, UCL uh, knockout stages were happening, without him, PSG wouldn't have been able to get, like, reach the finals. Like, it was... Neymar and Mbappe were, you know, the limelight. But without Marquinhos, they weren't getting that. There was no way they were getting that. He was brilliant. And he's, he's continued that form. So that's why, like, I... Just, he's been one of the most underrated center backs in the world, in my opinion, for the last couple of years now. Yeah. And I think, like, 
like as the Agusola kind of declined for PSG, he's t- was taking that role very quickly for them. Yep. I actually have but, him. I, think, I have him for yes, uh, being my nomination. I don't think he was the defender there. You don't think so? I think the defender of the year is Sergio Ramos because while I said everything I did about uh, Courtois and Ramos struggling a lot of defense this year, I think I'm taking my argument kind of holistically here. I think one. Who are the top two goalies, goal scorers for Real Madrid last year when they made that run, like 11 games straight undefeated to win La Liga? Benzema and then Ramos, who would just yeah. he would just fully sprint from the back line into the box. He's like he's one of those athletic players I've ever seen. I think the fact that he was he was doing goal scoring duties, taking penalties for them, and also playing really good defense for them. He had free like clutch free kicks for them as well. Mm. I think I've never seen a center back carry their team and like force so many results as as like the way that Ramos does. And so that's why I'm giving him a defender of the year. I also think I, I said what I said. I said what I did about Courtois, and I think the reason Real Madrid, like every time we've seen Real Madrid just fail on defense this year and look as lost as they do, usually the common denominator is that Ramos is out, suspended, injured, or something. And so that's why I give him the award for me. I wrote uh, someone else down because I have Marquinhos written up for another award, but I would say Alexander Arnold should get a shout here. And even though his contributions are mostly offensive, he does play right back, and he's the best right back in the world, I think, right now. So I think he should get a shot there. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. But then if I have to pick someone from the Liverpool backline as a defender of the year, it wouldn't be Alexander Arnold. Right? No, that's fair. Yeah. I just don't like yeah. Van Dijk that much, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But I, but I, I personally feel like then Ramos takes the award because Marquinhos has been a great individual player, but Ramos has carried Liverpool for like a while, you know. And, and like without him, they look clueless. Yeah, which you mean? Yeah. So that's the only reason why I think Ramos takes it. Yeah, I, I think that's valid. So who is both your midfielder of the world this year? Best midfielder. It's a Bayern player, but it's not Thiago. Mine's also I Bayern player. Too, that's also not Thiago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have Thomas Muller in mind. Ooh. So do I. I think I think Muller takes the cake for me. Oh, I have yeah. a different Bayern player. <laughs> uh, do, you have, do you have Goretzka? No, Kimmich. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because okay. Kimmich did play. Kimmich did play like defensive mid for like a lot of the time. Yeah. And I, Honestly, he's the best defensive player of the world. Honestly, I wouldn't make him defender of the year, but he's the best defensive player of the world now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think he's like a defender or a midfielder. He's just a defensive player. You're going to say, like, it just... I, I think it speaks to how good he is. Good he, is. It's like, he doesn't need to like play in a defensive role for him to have the impact there, and same same goes offensively. Mm-hmm. He's a complete player no matter where he plays. I agree. His passing range is unreal for someone who's just a... Like, you know, like someone who's been in the back line his entire life. Like, it's mad. Like, he's not just like, and like, like you mentioned Trent, and Trent is like known for his offensive ability, but sometimes Trent just goes Jai Matadi. That's like, in Indian, you go like, oh, like, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> okay, you just use Jai Gaia. Yeah. So, like, whereas Kimmich, like, everything he does is far more calculated. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I. I Mm-hmm. But who gets the who is it? Is it Muller or Kimmich? Who was the better midfielder? I think Kimmich is more important 
but Müller maybe is a more is more of a midfielder in the truer sense of the word. Word. Fair enough. Yeah. So and plus, I think Müller rec- deserves recognition. Yeah. That guy has been doing so well for years now, and he he barely gets the recognition he deserves. I genuinely think so. Oh, I I hundred percent agree with you. I think like. I don't know. I think he's been ridiculously underrated for. I think people said he declined way earlier than he actually did. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't decline. I think just the overall. Anyways. It's, yeah. So finally, so, attacker of the year. I mean, let are we? That one's easy. The, I think it's easy. Yeah, it, it has to be. It has to be. It's, not, it, it's obviously. <laughs> it's obviously. It's obviously Bukayo Like I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. I mean, I'll just say it. On, like, we can kind of say it on three if you want, but Lewandowski, right? Like, yeah. yeah, Lewandowski. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no point discussing this either. Like, he should, he should have been the Ballon d'Or winner this year. I don't know. Yeah, he is, the, he is in the heart. He's the Ballon d'Or winner. He is. Everyone knows he is, but it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. I will say, wait, for your, who's your outside of Lewandowski? Who would your attackers of the year be? I think Lionel Le- Messi. I don't know. I think Cristiano for me. Yeah. Cristiano. But I think Messi broke the record for uh like he got 20 goals, 20 assists in the La, in La Liga. He created the most chances, most dribbles, most shots, most uh, take-ons. But he just in attacking sense if there was no him there was no Barca last season. That's true, but I think most of his like most of his case for that award this year kind of came before the uh before the restart. Like after like the shutdown, once like we got back to the bubble and the league started playing again, I feel like after that point, I think Messi's been a little bit quiet. Mm, so it's hard to give him that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would sh- so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I would shout out Neymar here too. He didn't make it to mm-hmm. the Champions League final, and I feel like yes, he played less games just because he was injured a lot as usual. But I feel like he still contributed a lot. And uh, finally, we'll just finish our last award. Who's your MVP this year? We can just say it quickly because I feel like we already covered these bases already. But I, I'd, I'd say Lewandowski because if you just go back and you think about how yeah. much he was worth, that he was worth nothing. That, that's what I assume the answer is. He, if there, there's no Ballon d'Or this here year, but he should have won it. And I think he's MVP. He's you know FIFA Player of the Year. Like he, it's all it all goes to him this year. It just all goes to him. That's his year. To pick mine, I right, went so. just to pick mine. I went to the root of the word, word, and I feel like the most valuable player to his team is Marquinhos, just because of okay. what we were speaking before. He's such okay. a an important okay. defensive cog, and he plays in midfield now too. He might be their best defensive yeah. midfielder, so I think without him, they're a completely different team. Whereas Bayern agree, could maybe yeah. shoulder the load, you know. Okay, I think that's valid. I just think, you know, when you have these kind of awards, like any MVP in any sport, I feel like it's always about the heights that you, you as a player hit Agreed. rather than, like, I don't know. I think there's more to it than just being important to, like, your team singularly, you know? Mm-hmm. But right. to wrap up that segment, we um, we can move into our uh, quiz now. Yeah, um, I think she hangs... She hangs going to host the quiz again, and um, we're going to be joined with the host of the Liverpool Perspective podcast, Josh Finkelstein. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's game show. Uh, today, I got planned for you guys a uh, Jeopardy game. Uh, so basically, I have out six categories. 
we have a category for La Liga, Premier League, the Bundesliga, Serie A, Champions League, and a general wild card category. Now, each category has five questions worth 100, 200, 300, 400, and 500 points. Um, basically, the team that goes will choose which question they answer, and the points are tallied. And yeah, so today we have contestants Ashish and Fran uh, in one team, and Archit and Josh in the other. Yeah, um, yeah, Ashish here. Uh, my te- our team's name is called Apologies to Norway. Yes. Um, because we truly, truly feel that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Archie here. Um, me and Josh are going to be named. Okay, yeah, I'll go with the original. We're going with uh, Barack Obama Yang as our team name. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't going to score anything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Uh, the questions are related to any season besides this one, then maybe. <laughs> well, we shall see. So, as many of you all have uh, already heard, uh, Fran was um, robbed in last week's podcast. Um, so, in compensation, we'll let Fran and Yashish go first this round. Um, yeah. So, guys, what do we have? I feel like let's just go with a wild, like the random card thing, wild card thing. Let's just go with it. Alright. Why not? Yeah. Well, uh, question let's go difficulty. 300? That's like 1, 2, 3, right? So let's go with the third one. That's middle, right? Uh, yeah. It's in the middle. Alright, let's go with third. Yeah. Okay. So, the question is, which competition did Diego Maradona score his Hand of God goal? That's 300 points? Now, you have to provide the competition name. You have to provide the competition name and the date. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Eight. The correct answer. Yes, friend. What's the answer? I didn't. Uh, I just woke up, but I didn't really remember. I know it was against England. I just didn't remember the year, so. Thank you, Fran. Yeah, that's what happens when you're from uh, your rival score a lot of goals. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, both of you guys are wrong. The correct answer is World Cup in Mexico, 1986. It was against England. Though. It was six? Oh, it's oh, fine. I can understand why you want to forget that memory. <laughs> My God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, try this guy. This just tried. Yeah, she's just uh, just put the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, by the way, uh, by the way, Fran put um in 1982 in the the World Cup. I'm not sure yeah. if it was. I'm so sorry. 1986. You didn't see that, guys? Ah, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> 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 Wait, just Corona. Uh, right. Um, yeah, random category. 400 instead of 300. What up, you guys? All right, guys. The question is, which Spanish club nickname is Los Colchoneros, which means the mattress makers? Mattress makers? What? Excuse me? I have no idea. Now, now I'll give you this. This category is, there's some difficult questions there. Can we ah, steal? Only if I watch La Liga more often. I feel like one of my La Liga, like people who follow Barca, they would have known this. I used to watch a lot of La Liga, but I don't know. This. Like, we know, like, the Sheffield is going to go for it. 
I'm just going for a random answer, too. Time's up. Let's see. Yes. Okay, Archit, I like your answer, but unfortunately it's not right. <laughs> Josh, would, what do you have? I put Valencia. Oh, Valencia or the Bats? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, man, I the bats. I knew that. I knew that. I'm not like, good guy. Uh, I'll show you that, by the way. Answer, the correct answer is Atletico Madrid. Ah, yes, that's why that name is familiar. All right. Now, I have no clue how it came up with this name, but very interesting. <laughs> mattress makers. Fran, let's go with our domain, um, Premier League. I mean, maybe we'll get some points over there. Yeah. <laughs> Premier yeah, League. Go, uh, do you want to get some easy points, like 200? Works for All me. right, let's go with Premier League 200. All right, Premier League 200. Uh, who is the Premier League all-time scorer? Yeah, I'm just... oh, like top scorer, right? Yep. I know this too. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Time's okay. up. Yashish? Alan Shiro. Same. All right, Alan Shearer is the correct answer. Nice. Hope you guys get 200 points. Yeah. All right, perfect. That was easy. That was easy. Nice. Keep more questions like this. Next, ask us who's Manchester United's all-time high school. Wait, Chiang, um, what are the category names again? We have Wildcard, La Liga, Prem League, Bundesliga, Serie A, and Champions League. Okay, give me, give, give us Champions League 500. Ooh. Ooh. All right, ambitious. We have three people have won the UCL three times as manager. Who are they? Ooh, who's the third guy? No, wait, he just wanted. Ah, I know it. I know the answer. I know the answer. Wait. All right. Time's yeah. up. Mm. Okay, my last answer is a full. I don't think my last answer is definitely wrong, but. All right, so we have Zidane, we have Ferguson, and what's the last one? It says Jup, but I don't think that's right. That's Ooh, wrong. Jup. Okay. Jup, thank you. Mine are the same. They have, it's Fergie, Zidane, and Shankly. Okay. No, so, glad to see everybody got Zidane. But um, the other two are Carlo Ancelotti and Bob Paisley. I don't know my Liverpool history very well. So. Wait, how many is how many is Mourinho one? Two. Two. Oh, Pep also has one too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I don't know my Liverpool history because I put I put Bill Shankly and not the Bob Paisley. Mm. Yeah, well, Josh, if it cheers you up, there are some Liverpool questions scattered in these categories. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's go with yeah. Premier League 500. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just, let's just uh, wipe out the thing that we all are familiar with so that they just get stuck with the rest. <laughs> all right. Who scored the fastest goal ever in the Premier League? Oh, I know this. <sighs> oh. I'm not sure about this one. You know, I'm not sure if that's the guy it looks like. I remember, I can remember, the, I can picture the goal in my mind. I just, okay, I'm done. I would Shane Long. Right. Shane Long. All right. And uh, who do you have, Fran? Pedro. 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 All right. So, she's got the correct answer. Shane nice. Long did score the best goal in the game. 7.69 seconds. 
Yes. Brian Ashish, you guys have a total of a thousand. I mean, of uh, seven hundred points. Yes. Let's, let's go. go speaking, wait. Speaking of that, today I saw AC Milan scored in six seconds. Yeah. yeah. Rafael yeah. Leao. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that's insane. All right, Chang. Let's go. Um, let's go. UCL four hundred. Okay. Which team was the first from the United Kingdom? That's very important. So it includes England, um, England, Northern Ireland, and Scotland uh, to win a uh, UCL or the European Cup, which was pre-1997. I feel like... Wait, Fran, Josh, I had asked a very similar question. It's not the same answer, though. But yeah, I remember <laughs> in the first edition of the game show. Uh, I wasn't there that, that time. One. All right. Uh, do we have an answer? This is I switched it, but I trust myself. I put, right, I put this next sheet wrote Celtic. Yeah, I put Celtic. Cross, congratulations, Celtic is the correct answer. Oh, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I crossed out Rangers and went to Celtic. I was like, there's two teams that I'm like... Well, it was oh, called, man. it was called. Arthur, if you got it wrong, I said Celtic, so... It would have been yeah, that's clutch. All right, all right. Very impressive. All right, Yashish, what question? Fran, you choose. You want to go with La Liga or something? Um, let's go... Okay, La Liga for 300? Yeah, all right, sounds good. 300? Yeah. Sounds good. What is the official La Liga sponsor? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay, if the spelling is a little off, it's fine, right? Like, yeah, I'm done. Right. Time's up. What do you have as the answer? Santander. Ashish wrote Santander. Oh, and did, did, Francisco. Oh, Fran, Fran, you have the old one. EDVA. Oh, all right. That's the one. Ashish has that's the correct old. answer. Ah, the guy on there. Is there is Santander Bank. Well, listen, I, I I would not get that right. So, <laughs> no, Fran, <laughs> Fran, you have the you have the previous sponsor. Oh. Yeah, I think that was the previous one. Yeah, right, we got it. We got it. Oh, I would have probably guessed what Fran guessed. I always right. thought like it's La. Like when I was kid, I was like, oh, La Liga. You know, League is just uh, that's the thing. La <laughs> was the sponsor, but you know, Barclays Premier League. <laughs> Like Lala. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she should have a thousand and John yes. should have four hundred. Okay, can we go um what 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 amounts are still available for Premier League? Premier League, you still have one hundred through four hundred. Let's go with four hundred. Let's go for Yeah, I like that. So big. All right. Archit, this question is directed at you. With two hundred and two clean sheets, <laughs> which goalkeeper has the best record in the Premier League? Oh, I. This is easy. I know this answer. Oh wait, yeah, it's that. Yeah, I know this answer. Yeah, I, I think I'm right. I, I'm gonna feel dumb if I'm wrong. Okay. Three seconds left. Oh, okay. Cool. And Archit, what do we have? Yeah, I think that's you it. Check? I think they got it. Joshua, right. check two. Check. There we go, correct. Yeah. And the guys, Peter is also did the most errors leading to goal in the Premier League. Oh yeah, check has the most clean sheets and the most errors. Wait, no second. Most of the errors probably came at Arsenal, by the way. Yeah. Diversify into Bundesliga now, you know. Bundesliga 300, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Jurgen Klopp managed two teams in the Bundesliga. Which ones? Oh. I just know one. I know, I know the first one. I know both. I'm sure Josh knows the first one. I know both. <laughs> I know both. So I wish I, I got. My, I wish All I right, got. Guys, my. time's up. Yes, you. I have Dortmund and Mainz. Oh, Mainz is right. Dortmund and That's Mainz right. is that your final answer? Yeah. 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 
And uh, Fran, what is your answer? Same answer. Norman and Maine's, because that is correct. I just learned Maine's. Oh, you did, though. You knew. I just learned Maine's the kicks of it. Let's go. And then she shot 1,300. Archit and Josh need to get a 500-point question. I thought you would have got that wrong, but... All right, what 500 questions are available? <laughs> we have Serie A, we have Bundesliga, La Liga, and Wildcard. Give me Wildcard 500. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. I see okay. challenges today. Tottenham manager has completed in the Dakar Rally? Now, I'll give you a hint here. The Dakar Rally is a, I think it's a 2,000-mile-long race starting in Paris, ending in Dakar, Morocco. So... Like what kind of question is this? <laughs> what a great question. <laughs> it's a 500-point question. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Uh, France, area. Oh, I'm going to go wild card answer for this one, then. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. All right, Archip, who do we have? I spelled his name wrong, I think, but... Oh, oh, all right, God. we have Andre Villas-Colas. Right, 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 right. I feel like that might That's be right. Redknapp. Who is that? Uh, that was that used to be Tottenham's coach, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, I know. Okay, I can't read that. That's a little too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Redknapp. Carrie Redknapp, yeah, and I've honestly close. I think All I right, keep Josh's answer unfortunately is incorrect, but Archie, Andre Villas Boas is the correct answer. Bastard. <laughs> no no, I knew. Okay, I knew about Hodge, and then Harry Redknapp's kind of like an old like. You know, shrivelly guys. So yeah. Why did you say Andre Villas Boas? I was good. I was like, that's probably right. You know what? Let's go to La Liga 400 because these guys actually managed to answer this. Okay. All right. Let's see it. Yeah. Who has made the most La Liga appearances? Ooh. I have no clue. Now, props to you guys if you can pronounce his name correctly. Oh, Repeat the question. I mean, he's the answer wrong. Answer probably is wrong. I don't know this one. This is most appearances? All right. I don't answer. See us. I went with Di Stefano. Oh yeah, Di Stefano. I don't Casillas. Who do we have? I have Casillas. Casillas. Ike Casillas. Casillas. All right, uh, friend. Who do we have? Di Stefano. Di Stefano. Okay. These are good Unfortunately, answers. Unfortunately, the correct answer. Yeah, these are very good answers. But the correct answer is Anthony Zubizarreta. Right, that was no way to get it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Wait, what's the What's the score? We are thirty. Both of us are equal at thirteen hundred. Guys are tied at thirteen hundred each. Okay, okay. I guess all of us are keeping track of the score to make sure Tiang does. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. Yeah. All right, Archit, Josh, what's the next question? Um, what's what's available in? Wait, that's a five hundred answer. Me, I haven't picked one yet. Let me. I'm gonna. Do, oh, yeah, I'm gonna do. Let's let's do a La Liga four hundred. I like it. Uh, that's already been answered. La Liga <laughs> is 100, <laughs> okay, 200, 500. Okay, it was La Liga okay. 500 then. Okay. 500, all right. This is the last Which time I'm trying. promoted for the 2019 to 2020 season? Ooh, that's a tough one. But I think I know a couple. I don't know the third See, one. Everybody keeps track of the Premier League teams, but nobody keeps track of the teams that are promoted and relegated in La Liga. I think Real Sociedad's probably getting relegated this year. Whoa! Might be a minus 200 points you guys are looking at. Oh, sorry, I'm getting angry. Real Sociedad is going to win the Europa League. Oh, wait, no, the playoffs. All right, Archit, what's the answer? Okay, The second one I scribbled out because I didn't have time, but... Is this Girona and Ibar? Yeah, unfortunately... 
three teams are promoted for La Liga. Oh, wait. I, had, so I had Huesca and Real Valladolid, whatever. Valladolid? All right. Um, unfortunately, Can we combine this the correct because I, answers I, I, are... I know Huesca got promoted. Mm-hmm. The correct answers are Osasuna, Granada, and Mallorca. Yeah, Mallorca. That one I knew. Oh, I mean, got relegated last year. Oh, no, no, no. promoted. No, 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 they got promoted last year, yeah. Oh, they got... What yeah, 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 they did it. All right, all right. Okay, cool, cool. Let's let we have, we have a chance to uh, take a lead. What do you want to do, friend? Okay. Let's go, Serie. You choose the number. So, hey, what are, what is left in Serie? Everything. Everything. Let's go with three hundred, then. Okay. All right. Which city us. is Juventus based from? Ah. Let's say. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like we had terrible luck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It depends on which ones you pick. Come on. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Turin. 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 No. All right. Yashish. I know Turin. Is that what it's called? Same actually? thing. Same thing. Turin, I, I think, is the English Anglo-Saxon spelling. Turin is what Italian spelling. It's the same answer, to be honest. All right. Same answer either way. Three hundred points for Fran and Yashish. Yeah. Okay. Three hundred. That's three hundred Syria. Then give us four hundred Syria. Ah. All right. Which club, famous for their purple shirts, won the first European Cup in 1961. Yeah, we know, we know. Uh, Bundesliga 400. Yeah. Okay. What animal is the club crest of? FC Cologne or Cone? What animal? Yes, what animal is in the crest? Oh. I like these questions, man. I feel maybe I, I, I know. I think I have quoted it right. I'm not sure. Is it a lion? Goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yashish, your answer is lion? Yeah, I don't know why. Friend's right. right friend, friend is correct. The answer is... Ah, yes. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Let's go. <laughs> ah, shit. I didn't know that. I don't know why I thought lion. For some reason, there's a lion in the points is this? Leverkusen is lion. Oh. How many points I've that? been reading a lot about Leverkusen recently. That's it. Uh, yeah. How many points well, is It's at 2,000 for friend and Ashish and 1,700 for Josh and Archit. Oh. How many points was their answer just now? Their question is now. 400. 400. Yeah, it was 400. Right, then in that case, give us Bundesliga uh, 300. 300, all right. Uh, that has been taken already. Yeah, Dortmund uh, means... Have a, is I there a wild card 300? Yeah, sure. 500? 300. Wild 300. <laughs> we already did the 500. Yeah, we did. I wild card center was the World Cup in 1986. Wait, wait, which category? The wild, card, the wild card 300. Wild card 300 has been taken. That was the first question. Uh, how about 400 wild card? Uh, wild card 100 and 200 are the only ones available. Uh, <laughs> all right. What's the highest number on the board right now? Uh, let's see. 500 Bundesliga is wide open and 500 Serie A. Right. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> okay, 500 Serie A. Oh, oh. Serie A. All right. Francesco okay, Sardi right. made how many appearances for Roma? Now, the nearest 100th place is fine. How many? What player? What player again? Francesco Dotti. Oh. I think I got this. I'm not surprised you took the, you asked us that question. No, it's right here's hundred. So I think it's right hundreds. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 100, though. Okay, three, two, one. Archit, what's your answer? Is that uh, 400? It's 400 right here. I think I have. All right, Joshua, who do we have? Transom. Uh, mine is. I think it's, it's closer. I can't even see this. Yeah, I think it's closer to that. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, the correct answer is 600. He made exactly 623 appearances for Roma. Okay, That's I it? It was right in the middle for both of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was more. I thought it was much Same, more. Yeah. Well, I, th I feel like we just like to over-exaggerate stuff. All right, so let's go with the 200 question. Which 200s are left? 200, uh, Serie A, UCL, uh, Bundesliga, Ooh, UCL, UCL. Basically, all, all the categories. Wait, UCL, what else is left? What else is left in UCL? UCL, uh, you have 100 to 300 are left. Let's take 300. Like, you're going to cover UCL. But... 300? 300? Oh, God. Yeah, 300 UCL. 300 right. UCL. Give me that. Oh, 300. Yeah, guys, we are far over the limit by the time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> only one team from Romania has won the UCL. Who are they? One team from? Romania. Rom Romania. Yeah. No clue. It's probably not the team we're thinking of. Andreje Korolos Simonsson. What's your answer? Kosento. Um, Andreje Kosento Lekeroso. Brad, what do we have? I said star Sorry, something. Because I have no clue any of any Romanian names. <laughs> star Belgrade. Star Belgrade is what he's trying to write. He's um, trying to write Star Belgrade. Maybe, yeah. Belgrade is a Serbian team. Uh, oh. Romanian team, well, I mean, the answer is uh, FCSB, Bucharest. Jesus. Uh, I knew that. Uh, that was the most famous for copying Barcelona's logo. I don't say the name, but I would have guessed that. Oh, shit, we made a mistake. Ah, shit. All right. All right. Um, give us the highest number available. All right. Bundesliga 500. Uh... What does RB stand for in RB Leipzig? Oh, I know. I, I know. Oh, um, That's too oh, easy. I know. It's not, it's not Red Bull. It's not Red Bull. Oh, wait. There's... Yeah, it's not... It's, it's, not, it's, not, okay. it's not Red Bull. It's this. I agree with... Yes, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I agree with Archer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You, guys, you guys know your soccer. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm impressed. As a Leipzig fan, okay. I'm very impressed. This so means... You guys both got the right answer. Yeah, this means lawn sport ball in um in German. Yep. Yeah, Art knows. Art they made a fake word. About his team. No, they made like a fake word, so it sounded like Red Bull. That's why they did that. Yeah. What are the what are the goals right now? So what is whose word? So currently we have Brandon Yashis at two thousand and Josh and Archer at twenty two hundred. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, Should right. we do... So, well, the highest on the board right now. the highest on the board. That's a big question. Serie A 500. In the interest of time, though, in the interest of time, we're going to give two more questions. So two more choosing the questions, and I'll decide the winners of this round, Jeopardy. All right, perfect. All right. So um, Serie what is the highest 500. number on the board? We have 400 open for... Serie A. Oh, it's all, it's all taken. All right. 300 open for... Uh, EPL, and that's that's the highest one. Three hundred in EPL. Are you sure? Oh right, yeah, we take yep. that. We take three hundred EPL. Yeah. All right. Which player scored the fastest hat trick in the Prem League? Uh, 
Josh should have the answer. But uh, fortunately, we're beyond Yashish. What do we think? Uh, one minute. Robbie, follow. Okay. Fred? Salah. Salah. Uh, fortunately, the correct answer is Mane. Oh, yeah, it's like four minutes. Patrick in four minutes. Oh, that means we won. We won. Oh yeah, you're all been in here because. Good game. Good game. Good game. This is a good one. Good Let's good answer. Good Congratulations to Archit and Josh. Let's finish it off. Let's finish Josh wrong. Yeah, sure. Let's just do Premier League. Let's do. How, what's the biggest point tally left? Uh, you have two hundred for Bundesliga, Premier League. Oh no, not Premier League. Sorry, uh, La Liga. Syria uh, and World Cup or a wild card. Let's wild, wild card. We already won, so let's do. Let's go for a wild card. All right. Wild card. Uh, win- winner of FIFA Best Player of the Year, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. One was one was left. <laughs> yeah, Archit. That's right. That's yeah, right. I mean, it's that's Cristiano Ronaldo. That, that was that was Archit's domain. He's like, yo, why are you asking me this? Why are you? <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> I think congratulations to the uh, uh, Barack Obama Youngs for what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are not from this season. Well, this, <laughs> this, this is the first win. Uh, something related to Arsenal had this year, so. <laughs> That's because our city was with um, well, the top. We probably should have just gone with Ole's at the wheel. Because, like, that's what our performance was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case, um, I guess it's time to wrap up then. If you are still listening and have still stuck around at this point in the podcast, we definitely appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah, we really respect you. <laughs> um, as, as always, apologies to Norway, and um, we'll see you next week. See yeah. ya.